0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: Welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon, the podcast that loves you. The podcast, and I can say this with tonight's guest the podcast with more celebrities than the inauguration. I am your host, your cruise director, and your groove mistress, Madam Perry. But you can call me Jen, Jennifer, JP, Perry. I just. I'm glad to be here and glad that you are too. Thank you so much. Oh, and to everybody who's been subscribing on different platforms now, especially now that I'm on Spotify and iHeartRadio and people who have been kind enough to leave reviews on Stitcher and Apple iTunes saying the things that you like. Um, I appreciate that because it takes time and it means that you're liking stuff on the show and um it lets me know what more, what to bring you, who else to bring you, and I appreciate that so much. Um, we've been having so much fun, and by the way, um, yes, for anybody that asked, the, the winners of the book by Matt Coyle and uh, Julie E. Blomake, they there, was a, there were winners drawn, and it was done in a fabulous video by my friend Tony Ballard Smoot and his, his total cosplay Star Trek costume and the spaceship and everything. No, you cannot have him. He is in a relationship. But, uh, but yes, yeah, so th- there were winners of that, Kenya Colbert and Keith Allen Hayes. Also, recently we've had, this has been so much fun, last week, Dave Kaz, the saxophonist Dave Koss was here. He's got a brand-new CD called A New Day. It's great. We've also had... Um, Jen Lancaster, she's got a great new book called Welcome to the United States of Anxiety. And I've been a fan of her since her first book called Bitter is the New Black. We also had Arden Marine, um, who you may know as Regina Sinclair on Insatiable, and she was also in Shameless, Mad TV, and all kinds of stuff. Arden was so much fun. And the Marquis Michael DeBar. How could we forget that? Uh, he's got a new video. Oh, excuse me. There's a documentary out about him called "Who Do You Want Me to Be," and I did not know until I saw it that he was the co-writer of that song by Anna Motion. He had That's "Who Do You Want Me to Be." So yeah. So Michael DeBar. Yeah, watch the video. It's on um, Amazon Prime. He was a lot of fun, and we got cool stuff coming up for you. But I, you know, I gotta say tonight's guest. If I tell you, if I read all about what she's done and why you know her and why she's so fabulous and famous, then the show would be over and you wouldn't get to meet her. So I am so psyched tonight. She's creator, host, executive producer of UnCabaret, uh, which is called a comedy in by Rolling Stone. Vanity Fair said there's nothing cooler, and the L.A. Times called her the godmother of alternative comedy. She's uh, a writer for radio, television, magazines. Uh, She's written a book of haikus. She's an actress, uh, producer. She's everything that a girl like me wish she could have been, even a little bit of. So let me welcome here into the genie bottle that is Madame Perry Salon. Here she comes. that's, That's a nice little appearance sound. The magnificent gorgeous, and brilliantly funny, Beth Lapidus. Beth, welcome to Madam Perry's salon. Well, hello. Hello. I'm so glad you're here. Can you understand my accent? Because I couldn't afford subtitles.
2: I can't afford your afford. I can't afford it, and I can understand it. (laughs) (laughs) I can afford to understand it. Sure I can. (laughs) Do
0: people tell you they can't
2: understand it? Do people say they can't
1: understand your accent? Well, I used to have when uh, when I was working in the corporate world, once in a while I'd have bosses from the Midwest who would say who you know who would mock the way we talk here. You you can probably tell I'm from Atlanta. I know you heard me first and thought, "What, New York?" But no, uh yeah. they'd make fun of it. <laughs> and I'd be thinking, "You came down here to work. We didn't ask you." So, but anyway, exactly.
2: <laughs> expand your mind, people, expand your mind
1: seriously, open seriously. your
2: ears, open your eyes, <laughs> get with you. Honestly, are so you know, parochial the
1: more the more Jeez. like my husband says, the more different kinds of people you have in the life, the more fun it is you know you if you're with everybody that had the same experiences or whatever as you, that would be rather dull eh so.
0: no
2: yeah, easy and dull, easy and dull, that's yeah. why we moved to the big city. I mean, yes. I think, I, I I do think that um, the variety of experience is the greatest thing about life. I mean, it's, you don't want to narrow yourself like that. So mm. anyway, I love your accent. It's a, and by the end of it, I may be, I may be, I may be <laughs> sounding a little Hotlanta myself. <laughs> hotlanta. Have you ever been here? <laughs> I have never been to Hotlanta.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. You know, when Ard Marine was on, she said they they uh, filmed the show Insatiable Here.
2: Yeah, a lot of shows. And I, mean, I know I have, I have friends coming in and out of Atlanta all the time. I mean, so much. There's so much work there. It's the new Vancouver. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes, it is. And, uh, yeah, in fact, I used to work a lot, you know, but now – It's it's starting to come back now. Now all the agencies are
2: saying. It's starting. I do have, uh, yes, it's starting. It's starting. We don't know. We don't know what's happening. It looks like it's starting, but maybe it's ending. It might be right in the middle. (laughs) It might be in the middle. We have no idea. Listen, Jen, we have no idea what's happening. Viewers, listeners, we don't know. We do not know. We, you know, this is the greatest thing about this time right now is the uncertainty. And um, it's so shocking. You know, you think of all the survivalist skills you might have thought you needed to learn how to start a fire with two twigs or, you know, climb a mountain on your hands or what, you know, what you might you build a tent, build a tent with your, you know, fishnets and, and, and eyeliner. I don't know. You know, all the things you thought, this is what I need to be able to survive. And then the main thing you need to be able to survive is an ability to live with uncertainty. Like that is the main skill that it turns out that you need to have at this point. Patience. You need Uh to have patience and an ability to stay home and Uh an ability to not know and not be freaked out about not knowing. So, yeah. I mean, and it's it's a very spiritual lesson. We were being given all this opportunity for spiritual growth amongst everything else. And it's so freaking hard. I mean, you know, America's losing its mind because we don't want to, we don't want to just sit there and um, it's super hard. We're bored. We're bored, Jen. We're bored. That's we Steph, we're out. bored out
1: of out of our rabid ass minds. we're bored is what it is We want to yeah. go
2: out, we want to see people we need to. we want, want to party, we bored, want to get but... down. we want to dance yeah, if i feel so weird any time I go out of the bubble, I'm just like, I'll just be back in my little pod. Oh, I'm just going back to the pod <laughs>
1: I know I know it's <sighs> like there's a little place I used to started going to. it was fairly new, it's a little club. Um, around Chamblee, Georgia And you know they had live music little restaurant two nice old, uh, It's a nice older gay couple that run it And in the back room they have a, a drag queen Miss Lauren who runs the blackjack And all the pros who <laughs> go to a, a, a dog rescue And I just, I got know That was mm. my thing Miss Lauren taught me how to play blackjack And we have a good time Did you no. go out and dance for a while And come back And it's like eh. I don't know. And booking yep. agents, you know, they're sending out the messages like, hey, come work on this. And by the way, we'll give we'll give you a COVID test and we'll and they'll even pay you to take the COVID test, you know, mm-hmm. and then, uh, which is nice.
2: Um, I but, mean, it's one thing in yeah. production. I mean, TV shows and film are starting back up and that seems possible. That does seem possible because it's such a controlled environment. But live shows, live theater with an audience that can't be controlled. I mean, you know, not until there's a vaccine and a cure, really, mm-hmm. in my yeah. humble opinion. Not for me, at least. So that's why we started doing Zoom shows. I mean, you know, we started doing Zoom shows in March. I mean, we were doing Zoom shows. Our first Zoom show was on March 29th. ninth. And oh, okay. um, so we just went right immediately to zoom and it's been interesting, you know, on cabaret, it's always been a, um, an experiment. It's been avant-garde. It's been cutting edge. It's been all those things while it's been funny and it's always been funny, but it's also been, you know, trying to break new ground and what that means. And, um, so for us, it was very natural and intimacy, conversation. These are things that I love, and the show's always been about. So in a way, Zoom was very. Uh, we were able to adapt easily to Zoom, and it served us well. And it continues to uh, be continues to be okay because you have a great laugh, and I also have a great laugh. I'm not laughing now because I'm yakking. But um, for the show, I mean, it's so great mm-hmm. for people to hear the host laughing, and that fills in a lot for, you know, the audience. So yes, it's, it's been does. fun.
1: Yeah. yeah, there was one and on on the um, and was one of the one of the uh, the Zoom on cabaret. It was uh, the Sklar brothers. were are talking about Richard Simmons.
2: No, that wasn't on Zoom. That was, oh. um, we did a uh, a series for Amazon. We did oh. uh, th- that we shot in, I don't know, I'm trying to think what year. I'm so bad at that. But um, I think it was maybe 2013 or 14. Oh, uh, right. We did a series that they were on. And um, it's funny, they've been in my head. I have running gag with them cause I just like don't get sports I'm just like why would anyone watch sports And of course the squars are like <laughs> They're Sports Central, and they're like, it's life, you know, Beth, it's like so unpredictable, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen. I'm like, but that is life. That like, that like That's life itself. You don't need sports to tell you that life is unpredictable. Anything can happen, Beth. I'm like, I know, that's how life is.
0: You just live your life,
2: and anything can happen. <laughs> and everything they would say to try to convince me to do sports, that sports is fun. <laughs> I'm like, but that's, that's how life is. I mean, I get yeah. it. I mean, there, there's a certain sort of, you know, it's the joy of anything that has a form and you pour yourself into the form and I've enjoyed tennis and, you know, I, but they're just so rabid about it. Um, that they have, that's a funny story though. They tell about Richard Simmons was, I mean, you know, celebrity run-ins that's a classic on cabaret Um, topic. <laughs> was, I mean, it's, it's, it's classic, and yeah. I, I should have realized it was Zoom
1: because I could see the whole audience to see you there, you know. I was just uh... Yeah, you could see the audience and they're on a stage.
2: <laughs> the, not like
1: the, the Brady Zoom Bunch stuff. talking to you up there. It, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, one thing I actually love about Zoom is that it's not so Brady Bunchy. I mean, everybody's at home, basically, and... Um, I encourage people and everyone doesn't do it. Sometimes people have a funny image they want to use and it kind of helps, but we generally don't have people in just front of like a fake stage wall or something. So everyone's in their home and you kind of, it tells a story. It's part of the story and it's very intimate when you see people in their living room or in their bedroom or. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to Byron Bowers was on the show a couple of weeks ago. And I, was, I just looked at him and, I just said, is that a vision board behind your head? And he just seems like the least likely person to have a vision board. And he's like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and then he just like gave us a tour of his vision board. <laughs> really
1: funny. That is, because I've seen. I think that's the one where where I've seen you like you're sitting on some stairs. You got some candles behind you, like a yeah, nice yes, warm light. Staircase.
2: Yeah, yeah. But we have the candles and then we also on the other side of the stairs have the little, you know, those little lights that were from the set of our 25th anniversary show at the Ace Theater at the Ace Hotel, which was super fun. Um, so those have a little bit of history for us. And, and, you know, it wasn't really that well thought out, the staircase. It was just really like how far it is the cord go it was kind of like <laughs> <laughs> like where 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 and where what can be like a picture of a house that doesn't like you know I'm not going to worry about the pile of papers on the dining room table and um and it also really needed to be near the piano because Mitch the way we've done the work around it's very tricky to do music on Zoom it's comedy we've all <laughs> figured it out a little bit, but Zoom has like a mini delay and it makes any kind of music super difficult unless you're in the room with the person so much can't be playing for somebody in another, you know, it can't be, it can't be like a singer on one screen and we've done it a little bit with people with this like bare bones background. Um, and it was even tricky to figure out how Mitch and I could do music in the same room and have it sound good on zoom, but we've been really great. We are super for, I mean, everything is teamwork. I mean, you realize now also when there's no tech guy and there's no tech gal, there's no tech people. It's like you're doing it yourself, Mm -hmm. but we do have a great zoom team. And, um, and it took us a couple of shows to fine tune it and we keep getting it better and better and better, but you know, Anyway, we have our tech now. We have our system. <laughs> and I love this staircase because because um number one, at this point you to only change things you need to change. Everything's so uncertain. It's like I turned I, I did the poster blue we did it blue instead of pink one week and I was like why did I change that like don't change anything everything uh-huh. is so crazy leave everything as it is unless you have to change it so but I love the stairs because they're sort of a symbol for um this transitional time we're in, you know, it's oh, like yeah. the perfect place. It's like, it, you know, there's this word, this fancy word, liminal. I love that word so much, and it means like an in, in-between space, like a hallway or a, an a foyer or you know any sort of space that's a space that you walk through. A vaginal canal would be a, a liminal <laughs> space. Um, <laughs> but uh, I love being on the stairs because they sort of represent this kind of idea that through being in this in-between space, you can elevate to another level. And um, it's the semiotics of the space, but I, I do love it. I wish they were a different color, but some, somehow I haven't been able to accomplish painting the staircase pink yet. But that would be my dream, a pink staircase.
1: Well, yeah, but it looks good. It looks so elegant in the light and everything is like, oh. Oh,
0: so thank nice. you
2: oh yes it's so glamorous i put on the i put on the sequence
1: i love to get dressed up you know it gives me reason to get dressed up oh yeah that's one of the things that does everything i see for you. you know you you've got great boots great shoes and and uh okay. sequins short dresses you know you dress up and i already thought about it. you know some people kind of i guess it's, too, it has to do with your comedy persona how you dress but it's also um,
2: my comedy persona my comedy persona just comes from who i really am and who i really am is somebody who loves to get dressed up and um uh, there are pictures of me in the sandbox as a young girl wearing a party dress how crazy i must have driven my mother you know like ironing
0: why do i have to iron your dresses that you play in the sandbox
2: but i always say you know people ask me why i'm so overdressed i just tell them i'm on somewhere i'm going somewhere better and then i go somewhere
0: (laughs) well
1: listen i was going to say at this point this is a good time to say if you're listening to us live tonight which is october 24th 1st, 2020 at 8.18 p.m. Eastern, 515 Pacific, and you want to talk to Beth Lapitas, you can give us a call at 646-716-9922. It's a toll-free call in the continental U.S., so 646-716-9922. Or for people who, and this has happened to I think most all of us at some time or another, Beth, where you've got, you're listening and you've got something to say, but you're at some kind of a day job or someplace where you've got to be quiet, just send it to me on a message on Facebook, either through Madam Perry Salon or Jennifer Maudette Perry, and I will be happy to share it with, with Beth. So... Um, yeah, so yeah, I should have known. The Sklar thing, when you were, because you're in the audience and you say things like the Sklar's were telling the story about being in the airport and Richard Simmons and then getting on the plane. And there were all these celebrities and then about Richard Simmons and then the thumb. And then you said, how long did he suck your thumb? You know,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I have questions. I have questions. So, you yeah, that back, Mike. That has just always kept the show super you know conversational it's always been my thing is you know comedy is i don't know i just love it i just love the conversation and i try to do it really only so it helps everybody so that's my yeah. thing
1: hey so there's somebody here that wants to talk to you beth Lapitas. all right cabaret Hi, welcome to madam perry salon you're here with me and beth Lapitas. so just come in and
3: introduce yourself Hey Jennifer, hey um, Beth, it's Leonard from Oregon. How are you doing today?
2: Great, doing Leonard. Doing? How are you? I'm
3: I'm doing all right. I'm a big fan of the Uncabaret, and I um uh, I, I have been following it on the online incarnation. So, I I know over the years you've been a big fan of Dana Gould. Um, yeah. I I I think in that special that you did you uh, you called him the mailman because he delivers.
2: Did I? I might have. I yeah. Yeah. But
3: <laughs> a, have He's you so got funny, any other, yeah. ha, have you got any other performers that you're, uh, that you're partial to? I mean that, um, I, I know you like all of them, but I mean, that,
2: it's really that, true. that are your I, mean, I have to say if I'm not partial to someone, you don't see them on the show. I mean, that's not right. true. I take that back because there are definitely people I'm partial to that. I try to book that I can't get on the show because they're so busy, but, um, i i love every everyone I really do love everyone and in different situations, different people are you know available and shine more i, I mean over the years, I can tell you I miss Taylor Negron desperately oh, yeah. um he was just he was a, great. You, know, you know a joy but you know everyone we're working with now um Alex Edelman has been amazing is you know a, a younger newer face and he's been amazing in the zooms i think um Jamie Bridgers is also newer but uh, Isaac Mizrahi is new to us obviously not a new personality and he's i've been loving him uh Byron Bowers who i just mentioned um Oh, geez, you know, Alec Mapa is great. Judy Gold has mm-hmm. been great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I just, whoever, I mean, I love, I truly love, I mean, I have to just, I'm excited to see Guy Branham this week. He hasn't been with us on the Zooms yet. Um, Lorraine Newman is going to be on this week. Julia Sweeney. I mean, Julia Sweeney oh, yes. is okay. just, you know, Margaret Cho, I adore uh yep. aaron foley's a dream what a peach that girl is Jen kirkman uh drew drew i mean i love every, uh, justin Sayer. i love every i really one of the things that keeps me going is how much I love everyone who does the show, and it does bring me great joy to get to hang out with everybody
3: what what I really like is that you keep the show lively enough by your um by your feedback. Uh, um, on the running basis yeah. that so you sort of get the cut of the comics jib whether they're going to be able to come come back with anything when you uh, when you challenge right. them on <laughs>
2: <laughs> but everybody's pretty quick aren't they you don't see too many people fall so I mean every now and then there's somebody who doesn't work that way but I love and I just will just pull back because I know you know different people some people really come on knowing what their thing is and what they're going to say. And um, as a good host, that you just kind of, you know, give them their space and love them for that. If it's someone you love and everybody, everybody, I'm just, it's nice that you've followed us through the years and the audience. Yeah. You part Of what UnCabaret is. I mean, it's the audience that it really helped make the show what it is. It's not something that would exist without the audience. So, so thank You you.
3: Yeah, um one one other thing and I'll get off. Uh, the um show that you did called Other Festival. Um Oh that,
2: yeah, the other net- yeah, the other network. Uh,
3: other other network, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you um uh, you you covered failed pilots pretty much, is that right? I mean pa- pilots well, that didn't I get didn't on like the Well, I didn't like to
2: call them Failed, I would just say, unpro- you know, pilots that then didn't go on to series. The, the pilots themselves yeah. were also often quite successful, but the shows did not proceed. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, the uh, the Trio Network did a series called Brilliant but Cancelled where they were talking about yeah. the, what what they yeah. would show is pilots that were good and just didn't get picked up for whatever the reason.
2: Yeah, that, that um, was what we did, and then they did it. I'll just say did,
3: that. did you did you ever see the pilot that Charlie Kaufman did called How and Why that was about a science show?
2: No, I never have seen that. That sounds fascinating.
3: Yeah, John Hawkes was the uh, was the star of it, and what happened was he was uh, he was hosting the science show that got cal- uh, canceled on public television, and so he goes back to this small town that he was growing up in and uh-huh. does it on a very low budget basis. I mean, does the same show, and so... Sounds um
2: sounds very, very Hoffman.
3: Yeah, it does. It, it, it's sort of like a recreation, except I, I guess it would be like Synecdoche, New York, except in reverse, where it's a smaller version of the show instead of a bigger, right. progressively bigger one. Right, right, um, right. Uh, right. How, how about Look Well? Um, did you cover that one, the one that Conan O'Brien did. did with Adam yes, West?
2: We did, yes. We did cover Look Well, and, and one of the features of the other network was... Um, not just showing the thing, but what I was really interested in was the story behind the thing, how it was yeah. made, what happened, you know, what I, you know, what were the reasons it didn't go? What were the notes? What was the response to the notes? You know, all of that. And I, I was so interested in the story as I always am, uh, about yeah. the creative process we did do look well. And, um, I, I was fortunate enough to go to New York and sit with Conan, and um, he was so gracious, and it was, you know, he said, sure or yeah, will do an interview, and then he said, well, what, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know, we could do it here or there. He said, well, I need to do it on the set, and he was like, well, who's going to shoot it? I was like, well, we can bring it. Oh, you know what? Why don't we just have the... The guys from the show do it and they were just so ah. generous and so lovely Aww. and it was so much fun to talk to and and we did actually tour um around with a version of the show which was filmed interviews and um uh, then you know a, it was like three to do a show and um it, we, it would tour but we we did it live in los angeles of course and then it toured a little bit around the country and a little bit to Canada, various independent oh, theaters. And that was always a big, you know, everybody, of course, wants to see Look Well. And it was, I mean, he has so many great things to say about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We showed that one. That's a classic. That's probably one of the you, most classic.
3: You know who I saw on that pilot was John Regie And he stopped doing yeah, stand-up Yeah, he makes completely. a little
2: appearance in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. funny, funny John Regie, yeah yeah one
3: one of my one of my favorite stand-ups and then all of a sudden he just stopped I was sorry to see it yeah
2: yeah 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 John is uh, there's actually an episode of um, Life and Beth my podcast which I've stopped doing uh, but the archive remains and there's a great episode with John Regie to go listen to if you love John and um, yeah you know a lot of stand ups stop stand-up because you get to a level and you've done the Tonight Show and you've done the late night circuit. And then what are you going to, you know, it's sort of a slog and that's where a lot of right. TV writers come from because you hit a certain point and it's, it's not a great life touring unless you're just, you know, one of the 15 enormous names. So.
3: Right. Yeah, no doubt. He, um, he did something I had never seen. Some um, somebody do is the crowd called him back for an encore one night in Marietta. Um on mm-hmm. the north side of Atlanta. And he came out mm-hmm. and said, I I I don't really have any material in mind, just give me a topic. Yeah. And he riffed on about three different topics for about five minutes um a piece. Yeah. And so and I, I thought, you know, I I guess um I I I guess it's a pretty rare gift that you, you can actually do that. But he, uh, he had, like somebody said shoes and he did five minutes on shoes. Yeah, he's funny. That's John.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yep.
3: I, I All right. Well, uh, anyway, thanks, go,
1: Leonard, i got to yeah. say before you go, I've seen Leonard uh, used to live in Atlanta, and I saw him perform several times. So let me know if this is true or not. I've seen you perform where you did the joke. Yes. In French.
3: That was me. Yep.
1: And by the time you got to the punchline, you had people laughing. Did you really speak French?
3: Uh, Kind of a pigeon high school level, like non-idiomatic French, yeah.
1: It sounds good because I used to do a duo act sometimes. You know, when I had my jazz band, I would do a duo act with a guy named Doug who played – he played with me, but he also played with uh, George Clinton sometimes. So he was really out there, so he would try to stump me a lot, and so Uh then he would tell. so he told the audience once, we're going to do Autumn Leaves, and guess what? Jennifer can sing it in French, and he starts it. And, and did you do it? I did it, and I, I, it worked until I got to the very end, and I ran out of things I knew to put together, and I came up with the very last part of Frère Jaca, and then it was blown. But it was at the end, you know. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: you know, you could have done that. You could have just used the lyrics to Frère Jaca you know, and sung Autumn Leaves.
1: Oh, well, yeah, yeah.
3: That that would that would have worked.
1: You know, I I didn't say, you know, what time is it? And I could ask that, or what what day is it today? So I kept on. So anyway, yes, Beth, I was a total fraud, but it worked almost. Uh (laughs) Yeah, you could have.
2: Well, it's show business, you know.
1: It's the business week all show. Yes, it is.
2: All right.
3: Yeah, you would have tricked me, I'm sure.
2: I doubt it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Thanks so much, Leonard. Well, thanks so much. It was nice to talk to you, and we'll see you on Sunday. Nice to talk to you,
3: Beth. Okay. You, too.
2: Hi. Right. All
1: right. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. Um uh, <laughs> have you ever have you ever gotten into anything like that where you um where you were just kind of on the fly and weren't really sure how it was gonna end? Oh
2: my God, sure. I mean really most stand ups have. I mean there's not you can't really Proceed and stand up unless you have the gift of gab, and not to say that you know, not to say that everyone can, but um it's one of those things. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs>
1: you know, we were talking about the Zoom, about you know, seeing like seeing someone's bedroom with a vision board or whatever with Brian, and I thought about yeah, yeah, this is a whole different thing in so many so many ways, but of course, you know. We adapt and we find new ways of doing our show. And I've noticed that last few weeks, you know, Mike Kaplan was, um, he was my guest here a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now every Friday night about 10 o'clock, he starts a live thing, a live video on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's him and I think Liz Glazer. But every week you see, you know, he used to have a mustache. Now he's getting this big porn stash. And, and it is like Oh a, really? Um, <laughs> it's like the kind of brush you you know, used to brush suede shoes with or something. It's getting bigger. And bigger
0: and his hair gets longer.
2: I can't picture him with a mustache. He was clean-shaven yes. for a long time. Did yeah. he always have a mustache? Well, I don't, you know what you I'm saying? He just so. has like a covid mustache. I don't think I so. I COVID? I, think, I always have okay. my head pulling next cuz his name is spelled that way, M-Y-Q, and I'm like <laughs> And then when I hear people say Mike Kaplan, I'm like, Who's Mike Kaplan? Who? That's they Never heard Nick, of it. Nick. But um I but, think I think yeah. yeah,
1: it did just come about with COVID. I think you're right. And I think, and it's, then, uh,
2: I think it's some COVID face hair, yeah. I think it's yeah. some COVID face hair, for sure. Well, we're we're all like, you know, we're all overgrown. That's 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 for sure. <laughs> Now, the, um,
1: the Zoom, the UnCabaret, the Zoom version. Now, where can people mm-hmm. see it, find it, check it out if they don't know it already? Uh,
2: they can see it on the second and fourth Sundays of the month on Zoom. Um, it's, tickets are on Eventbrite, and there are free tickets. There are paid tickets, and uh, we welcome either – come at whatever level. There's tickets from zero to a $100. There's a VIP after show for the expensive ticket buyers. There's um, free tickets. People come for free and then donate sometimes. And, you know, it's just a very, we want you to be there if you need to be there kind of situation. And then people who want to support the show, support the show. And it seems to work out. Okay. Okay. so that they you can get go to uncabaret.com, dot com dot com and there's links to those eventbrite tickets there. Uh, there's also an email list you can sign up for, and I send out emails, and I usually send out a little bit of uh, writing with those emails, give you reason to open up those emails and uh, lineups and links to our we have some we been doing some fun merch. We did an I'm Speaking t-shirt, like before the vice presidential oh, no. debate was even over. We did I an I'm that. Screaming "I'm Screaming Inside My Heart, uh, Face Mask, when the Japanese, I don't know if you remember this, but one moment, I mean, it's all moving so fast and there's so many moments, but there was this one moment where the Japanese government opened up amusement parks but then suggested that people, when they go on the roller coaster, scream inside their hearts. And a number of people reached out to me and said, I thought of you immediately when I heard this. <laughs> I was like, who am I? That, that's what people are thinking of, what, you know, anyway. But I I when, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh my God, I have to turn that into a mask. <laughs> so um, we did masks and t-shirts. Actually, beautiful t-shirts with that on it. And the masks are great. And um, we... And that stuff's all up there, and there was information about the workshops and the email lists and the tickets. Anyway, the tickets, I usually also publish the um, meeting number and the password on social media the day of the show. So that's also a way for people to find us. And, um, yeah. And what I'll do,
1: too, is because um, sometimes people tell me they listen while they're driving or – running or something to the show. So just in case you can't write it down, I will make sure that I will include links on all of my social media, whether it's Instagram, LinkedIn, oh, I appreciate um,
2: that.
1: Reddit, uh, Pinterest, uh, Twitter. Oh, Reddit. Facebook. We
2: haven't penetrated on Reddit yet. I mean, Reddit is a mystery to you, me. I don't get Reddit at all. No, let me tell you.
1: I I, I feel like I've you know I do well with social media. I feel like I understand it. I grasp it. I know how to use it. But somehow... Reddit, to me, comes out being the Dr. Sheldon Cooper of social media because I'm going along fine. You know, Sheldon from, from Big Bang Theory. I'm going along fine, doing and having a good time, and then I start getting messages that I'm locked out. I've, I've offended somebody. You know, I'm, I'm in trouble, I got the, I'm got i penalized for a couple of days, but anyway, I've got somebody else here that wants to talk to you, and if you want to talk to Beth, the number is 646-716-9922, <laughs> uh, you, you, yeah, Reddit's kind of rough. Reddit, it's, Reddit, dang. man.
2: I'll Reddit. Get, seriously. I'll get with the Reddit things. Yeah. Uh, All right.
1: You get a hit with the jive, sister. Hey, this is Madame Perry Salon. Welcome. You are here with me and with Beth Lapita. So come on in. Introduce yourself. Say hello. Hi there,
0: Jen and Beth. It's Belle Gold here. How are you two doing? Doing great, Great, how are you? I'm good. I'm i I like your story about the roller coaster. I just popped in on it. The, the idea that I need to be huddling down a mountain at a 130 miles an hour in order to
2: scream inside my heart is, is an interesting <laughs> one. I think you could
0: <laughs> Yeah,
2: I mean at this point, I mean, who needs it anyway? But right now, I just <laughs> was like, that's crazy. Yeah,
0: I, no, I was listening to you guys. You we were telling some cool stories. I like the one about the uh, picking up different languages or whatnot.
1: Bill, where are you calling from? I'm in New York right now. All right. Yeah. Have you seen the Uncabaret yet?
0: I no, I haven't. But I, I I know you wanted me
1: to check, check out the podcast tonight, so here I am. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, so, uh... So you haven't heard about the Japanese screaming inside. Yeah, I'm screaming inside my heart and the uh the mask. hmm mm-hmm. I,
0: I, I I I came in around when you guys were talking about uh bluffing through the French language.
2: Oh <laughs> Well that I've never done that. I would never try to perform in another language besides the English. That so would be foolhardy. Yeah, gibberish maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe never.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Now,
1: Eddie, you know Eddie Isard said that he's, you know, he studied French, thinking, we could do oh, that. He's
0: great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He, and then he, he studied Arabic too for that to perform comedy. But I just feel like no matter what, I would find some way to offend somebody accidentally.
0: Well, I think mm-hmm. the, you you were, you were talking a little about this with Reddit. I, I'm sure I mean I hope it hasn't, but I'm sure it's probably up to you, but being a comedian, that's almost the most dangerous thing there is it's almost impossible, if not impossible, to write solid cop without offending anybody at all ever.
3: I
2: Well, that's not true really. Oh good. I don't know. Maybe. I know everybody's very up in arms about being there's so much material. That's just so much about if you come from your own personal experience, it doesn't really offend. Pe- I mean, people cannot like it, but, mm-hmm. um, but, but if you're talking about your experience of life, there's, I, I mean, I, I do get offended by material. So I, you know, I'm not one to say people should just be tougher, but, um... Oh, I'm an HSP, highly sensitive
0: person, so don't think that's not the direction I'm trying to stick you in, I'm from.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, anyway, it was nice to talk to you. Okay. You as well. Thanks, uh,
1: good luck with Thanks the so much for calling,
2: time. Bill. Okay. Good night. Sure. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. You know, it's so funny, one of the, um, one of the videos about uh, 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 about cabaret and the little slice mm-hmm. of Andy Dick saying when he goes into a restaurant he doesn't want to look up and make eye contact because he knows people see him and shake their head.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, Andy is so problematic because he's you know so bad and uh, he's really hurt a lot of people and but um, it's just so incredibly talented. It's been. It's just crazy uh, working with him over the years. Yeah.
1: When the um
2: when you put together the shows for
1: for um, especially for the Zoom, I meaning how how do you choose um is going to be basically the same people maybe one or two different on every show or, or do you just well, do we work better together? A, we,
2: yeah, we settled into a kind of um, home group where we have uh Alec Mappa, Alex Edelman, Julia Sweeney and Jamie Bridgers are the kind of base camp and they're not all there all the time. I mean, anyone you know, on any given week probably three of them are there, though sometimes all four of them. And um then we rotate around another group of people who have been there a couple of times and sometimes, you know, somebody will drop in just for once. And I try to really keep it. It it seems like a very nice mix to have more than in the live shows where it really was like a different group of five every night. But the Uncabs always been about a rotating group where like a posse that rotates through the original group of UnCabaret, um, really with me, Taylor, and Judy Toll. That was a few months. But then the group that really made the show as it's known, we landed at Luna Park, and that group included um, Taylor and Judy and uh, Bob Odenkirk, David Cross, Patton Oswalt, Margaret Cho, Julia Sweeney, Kathy Griffin, um, Laura Heitlinger, Andy Kindler, Andy Dick. Uh, Jeff Garland. Um, it was a really amazing group, and it was a very cohesive. Oh, Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall. Uh, it was a cohesive group. There were others that came in and out, but that group, oh, Bob Goldthwaite was part of that group, and uh, Janine Garofalo. Um, and it really was about people becoming familiar with sort of uh, regulars and experiencing a sense of on the ongoing story of people that it has a certain sort of um serialness to it a oh not a soap opera because i don't want to but a little bit of a soap opera like what's mm-hmm. happening now with that person and uh it was in the day people were even more forthcoming because there was no social media it was Mm -hmm. just a live show in a live room and people really told like everything and um, people are more guarded now all throughout I mean both more open and more guarded it's a funny thing what's happened over the past 20 years but um, I love the mix of, you know, having a group that the audience knows. And for me, too, you know, that I know it has a feeling of consistency, but at the same time, special guests. I mean, this week, I mean, Guy hasn't done it yet, the Zoom show, and Lorraine Newman has only done on Kev once. And so, you know, we do try to keep it moving and bring in special guests. And we also have the band is very you know regularly there, but just so you know you know you have a good feeling of um of logging into something that you feel comfortable with. And you, I mean, Julia is always going to say something different, but you're familiar with what the journey is, or I mean journey, if we could only come up with a different word for journey, but you know, you're know, you familiar <laughs> with the story and you're uh-huh. familiar with what's happening. And, and so I, I love that mix. That's, that's my favorite. <laughs> Excuse me. I sw-
1: swallowed my water just a little differently. Um, I was watching uh, the UnCabaret at Luna Park in 1997. Mm. Oh,
2: yeah. That was the Comedy Central special, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, And, you know, on the uh, website, and you tell, you know, they tell stories about um, who was involved in the taping and some trivia and so forth about it. Um, Was that something you'd want to do again,
2: like the outdoor show like that? It wasn't an outdoor show. It was definitely not an outdoor show. We just did outdoor interstitials. We had a campfire and did the outdoor interstitials. Okay. That's um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. huh. I definitely am not. I'm. I'm very suspect of outdoor comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of people are doing outdoor shows now, and I say God bless. And I, you know, I never say never. And maybe there's a way. But outdoor comedy is super challenging. I mean, outdoor Mm -hmm. music is a delight, but outdoor comedy, I have always found to be less so let's just say that less than a delight because you know, it's words. And really, if you're designing a comedy space, you want to design a space with low ceilings and very little space. You want everyone as jammed into the space as can possibly be. You want a little room, you know, and if it's a big room, that's fine too. But you want an intimate room. And when we did on Cabaret anniversary show, that's an 1800 seat room, which is not, you know, it's not an arena. It's, you know, you're not performing for 25,000 people. Uh, But it still was, a that theater was very intimate. It was the original United Artists Theater, which is a gorgeous theater in Los Angeles. You know, from the day, downtown Los Angeles, one of these beautiful theaters that was built, oh, in the in the, in the golden age of Hollywood, and I love yeah. the idea that it was the United Artists Theater that gave, oh, gave me such a good feeling, and I love the fact that it was in a hotel, too, I love the 8th Hotel, I love their vibe, I love their, you know, chicness, so, um you know that's what you're really looking for when you're looking for space for comedy and outdoor comedy provides nothing of that, but what you're also looking for with comedy is the an ability to do it somewhere and and outdoors right now does have that going for it, and some people are experimenting with it and you know I'm all for experimenting and if people can find a way to do it, then that's great I mean Dave Chappelle did that outdoor set it was it, it was certainly interesting. You know, and, and um I just for me to to perform for an audience sitting in masks, I don't know. I'm not there. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not I'm not there. Um,
1: you know, I said in the beginning that you know you've written for um O magazine, um and and so many oh, and, people. Time and time, yeah, L D
2: core and all sorts of mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: Do you do you, have a do you still do you
2: still do that? Yeah, I
1: think I had a I think I had a question coming. Um, do you still enjoy that? You write about you know writing, creativity, life, all sorts of things. Um, um, yeah, well, Sure.
2: So, I mean, I write all the time. The magazine work comes and goes. The magazine business is, of course, a challenging business. I'm not like pitching. I'm not out pitching articles. That's not my bread and butter. I have had some lovely opportunities to do that. Uh, I had a column in premier magazine for a while. That was uh, a series that was like a movie film, like a festival, like when we didn't, this was before Netflix. It was like how to make your own film festival kind of ideas. Um, I had a column in a a syndicated yoga column called my other cars, a yoga mat. Uh, So I'm not, I'm, I'm working on an original audiobook now that uh, will be out at some point next year, maybe early 2021, or hopefully not after mid-2021, but um, I'm right in the middle of that, and that's what I'm working on writing right now, so people can look for that. It's going to be super fun and uh, involves a lot of people, different voices, and um, big topics. That's all I can say about that for now, but that is my all current right. writing pro- project. Uh, I've written, you know, so that's, that. anyway, that's what I'm writing now.
1: Yeah, and you got such a variety. Obviously, I'm sure you have a variety of interests, and you write well about all, uh, and have 12 ways. Your small business might be huge, and uh, your book of high cues, uh, Did I Wake You?, cues from modern living from soft press. Well,
2: that was just actually, I, you know, I did Uncabaret for all these years, and one of the things about Uncab was not doing an act. It was just doing your um, life, you know, bringing your life. And, but, you know, for other people, they would come on, you know, once a month or twice a month maybe, but I was on every week. Processing my, I mean, I didn't even ever get to sort of finesse anything because it was like new material every week. And finally, I was like, I know there's got to be a book in there. And I took <laughs> it into my office and I was like, you know, the stack of paper, like two feet high. And I was like, well, all right, I'm going to just read this through and I'm going to find my book. And then at the end, I'm just like going hi- to take a highlighter and circle all the good parts and then I realized that I'd written inadvertently like hundreds of haiku that like my stand up was written in haiku meter and um so I published it as a haiku book. But I, I'm working on the memoir of course. Always working on the memoir and you know, I have really only one topic and that topic is life. You know, I'm an observer of life and creativity because I'm an artist in life and I create and um I'm interested in the process, and so I write about that process, and I teach a, a writing and performing workshop, and that's been ongoing, and I've written about, you know, creativity topics, because um, I have this information, and just, you know, sometimes you just just sitting in your head, and you're like, just get it out of my head, so you write it down. And so the, those are the really the things I've written about are my story, uh, you know. For the most part, I've just written my story, my experience with life. I've I've died, I dove into yoga pretty deeply, and what it means to live as a yogi, and. Um, For LJ Cor, I wrote about Palm Springs, where I lived for in and out for a while, and um, what it's like to vacation there. And you know, I've written about that that kind of stuff. I just I don't write I don't even think about that. I write about different things. I just I don't have a topic. It's not like oh, I'm a sports writer, or I definitely do not write about sports. But Really, it's about the experience of change. I mean, every story is about change. I mean, any good story is about being changed, and so that's what I've written about whatever the title is. That's always the topic.
1: Um, your website, com and then there's also UnCabaret.com, so I'm going to sure. send people to those places to find out more because uh, God knows we need you now. Goddess knows we need you now. We don't need oh, to all be screaming you, inside me. our hearts. Uh, we, we need the good vibes that you provide for us, you and, and then you recruit all your oh, friends. You. So for people to know, you can see uh, Uncabaret, the Zoom version, on uh, the second and fourth Sundays of the month. Um, Un- Eventbrite has the tickets. I will make sure that on all my social media I share how you can uh, go to Eventbrite or, so you won't miss an episode thank, thank you. you
2: yeah it's every other, It's like you know twice a month just enough to keep you charged up with endorphins and laughing and it's been amazing i've just gotten so many letters from people who are like i don't know how i'd be getting through this without you and it's really the endorphins and people it's been sweet it's been it's been really i mean i i love it I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. I love hearing from the people that are on the show and people have really been showing up and it's fun. Give it a shot. All
1: right. All right. Well, thank you so much for being Honey, here. Thanks so much for and having
2: me. Give us
1: your time. I hope someday you'll come back to the genie bottle here, Beth Lapitas.
2: <laughs> well, who can say no to the genie bottle? Oh, yeah.
1: So, thank you so much, Beth Lapidus, and I'll um, be yeah, sure you yeah, can find her. and yeah, yeah. see All the best. she was been wonderful. Bye bye.